Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode in Mostly Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I have anything but low budget. Uh, yeah, we're going to check out the latest uh, movie in the DCU, uh, the comic universe, uh, starring none other than Dwayne Rock Johnson called Black Adam. I think the budget was like 198, almost 200 million dollars, something like that. Now, rumors of this movie uh, and the Rock's connection to it surfaced way back in like 2007. And for a while, I wasn't even sure that this was going to get made. Now, I don't even know what the the holdup was. Uh, it would make sense if they needed to like make some other projects before they did this one. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm jumping ahead. I'll get into that, that breakdown uh, later. Now, I'm an MCU fan. Even though they've been really uneven lately, they still seem to plan out everything and there's a whole feel like you're part of this big universe and everything's all connected to it, which is why it works so well. Now, DC, well, like I said, I'll get into that stuff during my breakdown. So we have Black Adam, a character I'm not familiar with, uh, so forgive me, you know, comic book heads, if you know this character. I really don't know this character. So everything I'm getting from this is from the movie. And I'm pretty excited to see what it had, you know, what it has to offer. You know, by the trailers that I saw and everything, uh, it looks pretty exciting. So what is this one about? Well, we start out in 2600 BC in the city of uh, Kandak. Uh, forgive me if I pronouncing that incorrectly. This dude uses army to take over and, and enslave his people. He needs some sort of mineral to make this crown that will embody these demons and he'll become invincible. Now, a little boy or young man, I should say, decides to stand against him and he's sentenced to death. Spoiler free, something happens and he's bestowed with these powers. And he uses those powers to free the people and then he disappears. Then we jump to present day. In the city of Kandak, still isn't free. There are mercenaries there, pretty much stripping the land of its natural resources. And, you know, there's another faction they're looking for this crown. Uh, fast forward, spoiler free, uh, there's this woman scientist or archaeologist, whatever she is. She's also looking for the crown, but she wants to keep it out of the wrong hands. Now, she finds it, but so do the bad guys. And just when things look like they're at their darkest and that's going to be in the movie. Black Adam rises and he saves them. Meanwhile, Amanda Waller, you know who she is. She's one of the connecting themes uh, in all of these movies. Uh, she put the suicide squad together, but anyway, she gets wind of black Adam and um, she realizes who he is and what he is. And she enlists the JSA Justice Society of America, uh, which is led by Hawkman, and he forms the rest of the team. Now, they go to Kondak to negotiate uh, Black Adam's surrender. However, Black Adam is in no mood to surrender to anyone. And that's pretty much where I'll stop. From there, we see Black Adam and the JSA, they fight each other, and they work through their issues. All the while, the crown is still out there and someone is trying to use it to gain that ultimate power. And, you know, maybe they should team up and try to stop that person. I mean, if they can stop fighting for long enough. So what did the pros think? Well, they came in at a 42% on 198 reviews. 
which is a surprise with the audience at 88% on over 1000 reviews on that rotten scale. Uh, for movies of this kind, that really isn't uh, a tale. They voted right along uh, party lines, I should say. So what did the pros think? Well, let's start out with the positives. Now, I like the way they break down this origin story. They do a little bit of misdirection, letting you think one thing and then doing a reveal of how uh, the legend and versus the true story uh, can become a mashup of facts and fantasy. So you know how you can, you know, tell a story over and over and over and over and over again. And that person adds a little bit, the next person adds a little bit, the next person adds a little bit and so on and so on. And by the time you get to person 100, the story doesn't look anything like it did in the original story, um, which is kind of what goes on here, which was really cool. I did like that. Uh, and his story was a sad one, actually, and I kind of connected with that. Uh, the Rock looked good as usual. He, you know, he played the part, his costume design. I did like that. Uh, you know, he's always great in these action type movies. He's very charismatic on screen um, in all the action sequences. Um, now, I did enjoy the whole fight with the JSA and the banter they had back and forth. Uh, like I said, a lot of solid action in this. Uh, then it goes along at a pretty good pace too. And, you know, I always complain about run times. This one is two hours, two hours, four minutes, something like that. And it didn't really feel that long to me. Maybe because, you know, like I said, original story, original property. So I was kind of into it. However, I do have negatives I got to get into. This movie is very uneven, which is why the critical score is so low. So I get it. Uh, and the general audience is going to be way more forgiving than, you know, the professional critics. So uh, we get great detail about Black Adam, which is who we came to see. So that's good. He is, you know, we find out who he is, how he came to be, what what drives him, what the motivations were, uh, some underground, inf- I mean, some background information, all that stuff's really good. So it's a good origin. That's cool. But who the hell is the JSA? Who's Hawkman? <laughs> Now, he's the leader, and we know absolutely nothing about him. This is the first time that I've seen him in anything. I don't know who Hawkman is. Or any other team, for that matter. There's Dr. Fate, who seems like a really interesting character, but all we get was this little narration bio on him. Uh, Still not even sure what all his powers were. Then there's the rest of the team, Adam Smasher, who basically can change his size and get big, and then Cyclone, who controls the wind. And I'm like, okay, that's not very interesting, but maybe they're going to show them doing some cool stuff. Uh, But no. (laughs) He just gets big and smashes some stuff, and she just spins around in slow motion, throwing things in all of her action scenes. So they really, neither one of them really added anything to the team. Uh, And again, We don't know who these people are to even care about what they can do, which brings me back to my earlier point in the MCU. They have all these movies and projects in between to introduce the characters. So we get them in their standalone pieces or get them in movies where they can have more stage time. So later on, when they're on screen with like a team or an ensemble cast and they have less screen time, 
we still know everything about them. We know how they move. We know what they do. We have that connection to them. So they don't need to be on screen also because we know who they are and what they do, which is why I said the delay in making this movie would have made sense if they, for example, said, okay, we want to do black Adam, but we need to make this JSA movie first, or we need to do a standalone movie with Dr. Fade and, or Cyclone or Adam Smasher. And, and we're going to show these characters. Then that's going to set up doing, you know, the black Adam movie. But they just dropped these characters on us and provided very little background, which which ultimately makes things really too busy for its own good. Now, if they were not going to introduce these characters in other movies, um, this movie should have been longer. This movie should have really clocked in at two and a half hours, uh, closer to, to three, like a lot of these other super movie superhero movies are. I mean, comic book movies, I should say, are. Um, they should at least like given like the JSA like a mission to go on so we could see them in action and see what they do before they fight Black Adam. So then we could, you know, learn more about them and their backgrounds. Um, but, you know, that's me rewriting the script, hindsight. But anyway, then the third act, since we know the JSA are good guys and ultimately so is Black Adam. So I bet you're wondering who are they going to fight at the end for the band finale? Well, spoiler-free is one of those just CGI-type things that show up only in the final act. So, again, we have no connection to the main bad guy, so it really holds no weight. He just shows up, they fight, okay, cool. And, you know, there's nothing really making me care about who this overall bad guy is. Oh, let me mention this real quick, because this was actually... Uh, interesting dynamic. Uh, Black Adam actually kills people. And of course, we know superheroes aren't supposed to kill anybody. And the JSA, you know, they're not about that life. But the people in the city seem to support him. And actually, they were like booing the JSA for stopping him from killing the bad guys. That would have been another interesting dynamic or another interesting little lane to explore but they really don't get into that at all here. But that would have been cool had they gone down that way. Because I always wonder when people see like the bad guys killing all these people and the good guys refusing to do anything. To, like they want to stop them, but they're really not killing anybody. And they're always like, uh, if there is violence, it always gets a machine or a monster or something like that. Never against other humans. And Black Adam, he gets it in against humans and like really like kills him so that was like i said it was an interesting dynamic to see uh but again i don't want to beat this one up too much let me bottom line this one for you did i enjoy it uh yeah i'm gonna say yeah i did enjoy this i will put this one right at a 73 percent on the rotten scale uh works great again as a, a black adam origin story which is what this was not so much for the rest of the story the villain and the third act is pretty underwhelming after you get all these spirited fights between Black Adam and the JSA. Oh, and yes, there is a uh, end credit scene with a pretty big reveal. Spoiler free, but you're definitely going to want to stay uh, during the credits and watch what this uh, end credit scene is uh, because it has some pretty heavy implications that show what this could mean for the rest of the DCU and the universe going forward. I mean, this is not a bad movie. Uh, it just wasn't as good as I hoped. 
and I know these movies, uh, you're either interested in them or you're not. So you don't need to tell me whether you want to go watch this or not. But I will say this. If I paid money out of my pocket to watch this, I, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. Now, with that being said, I'm going to close it out right here. This is your first time. Don't make it your last. This has been a pod bean production, mostly low budget movie reviews with Clarence. And yeah, I'm going to have maybe one more movie, possibly. Uh, we're winding down uh, Halloween month, so I got to get as much horror in as I can. Any excuse to do horror is a good excuse for me. Uh, but yeah, thank you once again for the support. I appreciate it. This episode ran a little long, so thank you for hanging out and listening to it. Uh, yeah, I will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>